This episode is brought to you by The Island by Adrian McKinty, the international best-selling author of The Chain. So how far would you really go to protect your family? What would you really be capable of if your family was threatened? This mother and father are about to find out. Propulsive, terrifying, and blade sharp. The Island is the next thrilling adventure from the mastermind behind the award-winning global sensation The Chain and a family story unlike any you've ever read. The Island will be released in Australia on the 24th of May, so pre-order today. I read this book in two days. It's compelling, page-turning, and character-driven, and it's definitely one of my favorite reads this year. But be warned, once you start this book, you will not be able to put it down. Thank you for listening to the Words and Nerds podcast. I'm your host, Danny V. From all of us in the writing community, we just think you're amazing because you put your heart and soul into everything you talk about on this amazing show. The podcast has over 50,000 listeners every month. I love coming on your show and I love talking about it. Oh my God, I finally get to speak about it. You talk about all the things that I've been with by myself for so long. I mean, you provide that opportunity to so many of us and, you know, always are an amazing host. We chat about books, the writing process and how literature has the power to change the world. But most of all, we have real conversations and we have a laugh. I'm Uh. feeling sick. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for being here and sharing the journey. Welcome to another Words and Nerds episode where we bring literary goodness straight to your ears. Today, we welcome back Ben Hunter, Fiction Category Manager for Booktopia. We last spoke on episode 302 and we thought it was high time that we talked about books and all things literary goodness again. How are you, Ben? Oh, Danny, thank you for having me uh, on. It's uh, it's good to be back. It's good to see you again. Um how are you? Have you been reading well? I've been reading well, been podcasting well, all the usual. Um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, your journey from the last time we spoke, see what's hot in the book room. But first of all, for anyone who missed Ben Hunter last time, if you did, just go back to episode 302 for more Ben Hunter awesomeness. But what does a fiction category manager at Booktopia do? Oh, Danny, uh, my job is is... On paper, it's really boring, but day to day, it's it's super varied and sometimes really remarkably strange. But my job on paper is very capitalist. It's um, uh, source books for our beautiful big book warehouse, um, make sure that they are reasonably priced and find their way into the hands of um, ready readers uh, as quickly as possible and, and try not to stuff too many things up. Um, but as part of that, um, I get to do fun things like talk to authors and do book signings, um, manage books going into campaigns and things like that. Uh, but, uh, you know, a, a lot of it is also uh, staring into the void of spreadsheets and and, and, and hoping for glory uh, and, and, and searching for gold amongst um, <laughs> just thousands upon thousands of books that just float through the internet all the time um it is a very rich and varied job uh and i'm very tired but i love it <laughs> very very tired i like that i think we're all very tired Ben. <laughs> now i want to know this giant warehouse that you fill with books it doesn't sound boring at all to me i want you to give me a visual description of this amazing warehouse um it's noisy 
um, I wouldn't think it would be so noisy, but it is noisy. And it's the sound of compressed air driving uh, sort of the kind of roller coasters you see in the back of um, an airport pushing around all your luggage. Uh, and and what, what's that, what that is doing is essentially just pushing uh, tray after tray after tray of books, uh, left, right and centre, their books going in to go on the shelf and books going out to get parceled up and delivered around the country and into New Zealand as well. Um, so, yeah, it is noisy and there are people kind of um, rambling about uh, trying to find things, beeping them with um, guns to try and scan the right thing and find the right book. Uh, and it's just stacks upon stacks of uh, literature. And sometimes <laughs> you... Uh, uh, you and and the the wonderful thing about Booktopia is because it's all put away just by a computer computer algorithm that just goes there's shelf space right here so you can just put a book there and I'll remember it for you later when you need to pull it out. There's no alphabetization. There's no Dewey Decimal. It's just books wherever they fit. Uh, so it's like the inside of my brain in a sense. Uh, and you can walk along the shelves and you will see um uh romance next to uh you know coloring in books next to maybe like a one thousand dollar gilded hardcover rarity thing that is just that's just in the stacks just in the warehouse just waiting for someone to pick it up and buy it particularly love that the computer just goes hey there's a shelf space here and that's where i live now if your computer breaks you're never going to find anything but i just love the idea because i don't know why i thought it would be in alphabetical order or something and now when you say that it makes so much sense because otherwise you'd have to continually move books all the time to fit in you know that's why i never put my books in alphabetical order because yeah. it's a nightmare whenever you get new books, right? Yeah, well, at home, I just put my books where they fit and if I need them, um, I just hope to find them. <laughs> There's no computer in my house. Um, but, yeah, it would be weird if we alphabetized everything because you could have teams of people and you could say, oh, yeah, what what do you work in? Oh, I just work in A to B. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and you've only ever read going through Margaret Atwood's. That's what I was about to say, Margaret Atwood. You've only ever read Margaret Margaret Atwood, Jane Austen. Mm. <laughs> That's it. I love that. <laughs> what a smart computer. I put my books on my bookshelf. It's interesting you say that you put them where they fit. I put mine in genre, and you'd think that I'd be able to find them. I can never find anything. But I refuse to change my system. Now, as the fiction category manager, Ben, I need to know what is hot in fiction right this minute? Uh, right this minute, at the time we are recording, uh, lots of people want to read a book called The Mother by Jane Carrow. Have you read it? Mm, not yet, but I love telling, Jane Carrow's work. Um, dozens and dozens of this book. Uh, it's it's uh it's brilliant like it's uh it's a novel it is her first novel for adults and it uh is a domestic thriller and it takes on a very current and worthy um topic of household violence you know uh and uh, domestic murder um spousal murder or family murder um something that is just endemic in this country um, and not dealt with properly 
uh, by the people in charge. Uh, and it, it, it kind of, it asks the question, you know, what, what if it was your daughter and what if it was your son? And as, as a mother and as a grandmother, you know, this story is about a grandmother, a well-to-do grandmother um, in uh, affluent suburbs of Sydney. You know, what, what would you do? Like, to what lengths would you go if the law and the society you lived in could not keep your most precious people in your life safe? Say, it's a wild um ride of a book um and yeah very timely and uh really well done like snappy thriller that just stays with you and i i stayed up all night that oh, one wow that sounds amazing it's been on my to read list but as you can imagine my list is quite long but i think that has to go up in the pile now and a really important um conversation <laughs> i think it opens up you know for our society you're quite right yeah i love a novel that is a, a conversation starter um, we're also selling heaps and heaps of The Paris Apartment, which is um, a new thriller by Lucy Foley, who wrote The Guest House or Guest List was her um, super bestseller, which was a Reese Witherspoon book. Um, that is flying out the door. Um, I'm also selling just uh, all of the things that are being talked about on Book Talk. Uh, that's that's people are coming to Booktopia for Book Talk. That seems to be a trend right now. I love that. Tell me more about Book Talk. Well, Book Talk is a subgenre of TikTok, uh, and TikTok is just it's like Instagram and or Snapchat on um, drugs. Uh, <laughs> it is a ferocious algorithm that is not just that we can very drugs, Ben. Good at taking. No, no, I, I don't even condone social media that much. But <laughs> if you're going to be on social media, I um, I recommend, uh, you know, the book people because they're, they're glorious people. Mm. And, yeah, BookTok is is this beautiful grassroots uh, community of often very young people and uh people from minorities that don't often get represented in uh, the book industry of old, <laughs> which is a lot of uh, white people with English accents and, um, <laughs> and uh, big uh, bank balances. Um, uh, and, and it is, uh, it is ferociously recommending books that have been on the backlist. You know, Ooh, Colleen Hoover books this. from uh, several years ago are now number one on the New York Times bestsellers and they've been number one on Booktopia very frequently. Uh, we are just selling stacks of this stuff. Uh, and oddities like uh, uh, the J.J. Abrams or J.J. Abrams book S, which is kind of like an old hardback library book stuffed with like code words and postcards and things it is incredibly hard to produce this book and it's like a puzzle of a of a book that the reader has to work through and solve total oddity and things that exist outside the mainstream uh it's wild and uh <laughs> uh it's it's all organic it's it's what uh, readers are just recommending to one another. And so they tend to be emotionally potent. Um, but yeah, highly unpredictable, 
and it's exciting times for the book industry that uh, the, the publishers and the marketing types are all kind of uh, fussing over like, oh, how can we, how can we, you know, rein this thing? How can we control it and and bend it to our will? And I'm like, just stay out of it. Let it run its wild due course and let yeah. the kids uh, recommend Colleen Hoover if they want to recommend Colleen. I love that. I love the the authenticity and the realness of that, you know, because marketing's great, but that can often influence what you read. But this, this is amazing. I love it so much. Absolutely. It's so cool. Now, you told me what's hot right now. And, you know, there are two thrillers you, you mentioned. And I know that, you know, these are popular genre, like crime fiction and thrillers. They're still going through the roof in terms of popularity. Yeah, I don't think... I don't think crime fiction is going anywhere and it is probably one of the oldest genres uh, since since that we've been making mass market books. <laughs> um, I'm interested in the sub-sub-genres of um, <laughs> crime fiction. Uh, I've had a great podcast chat with Benjamin Stevenson who has uh, he's he's written a couple of really smart, um, quite different thrillers, and his new novel is called "Everyone in My Family Has Killed Someone." <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's like a classic, it's a classic who done it thing that uh, is you know set in a um, ski resort with uh, a, a guy who is obsessed with golden age crime. Uh, Agatha Christie and co and the the codified rules of crime writing and uh, it, essentially this guy's challenge Benjamin Stevenson was I'm gonna I'm gonna try and spoil the whole book on page one <laughs> and still surprise the reader somehow and by sheer power of imagination and genius he has done that um, but we had uh brilliant chat around the the kind of sub sub genres of crime we talked about the unreliable narrator and you know his his wisely or or foolishly perhaps uh, set out to write the reliable narrator as a as a response <laughs> to that um and we we talked uh, lovingly of the the culinary cozy uh mm. which is a big thing in america danny <laughs> um they're essentially very punny books punny with a p Wow. Um, set around uh, rural American towns and it's, you know, bakeries and fish and chip shops and kebab shops. Uh, you know, there's a, uh, On the Lamb, a kebab shop uh, thriller and um, Plead the Fish, a fish <laughs> and chip shop thriller, <laughs> as opposed to Plead the Fifth, the Fifth Amendment. It's It's very silly and I love it. <laughs> The sub-sub-genres, I love that. And it's true. I mean, I imagine you read quite a lot, as I do. So when you come across something really different or unique or wacky, it really captures your attention. I remember a couple of times this happened, one with, um, did you ever read The Seven Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle by Stuart Turton? No, but that is one that just keeps on selling. Yeah, it's just, it blew my mind. And when you read it, it's sort of like a Cluedo, sort of reminded me of Cluedo a little bit. And, you know, when you read it, you just cannot stop reading it because you need to get to the end of this puzzle. And it's so different to anything that I've ever read. So that's the one that sticks in my mind. So it's those books, isn't it, that you go, ooh, I haven't read this before. <laughs> 
Yeah. And, you know, you do it like we do for years and years, Danny, and you, you think you've read it all, but then something just comes out of the woodwork and surprises yeah. you. Yeah, I love that the most. I love that so much. Now, you tell me what you're excited about this minute. What are you excited about that's coming out? Aha. Um, I was just having a look at, at the things I've kind of read year to date, and it is very future-focused. <laughs> um, uh uh the the first thing i must mention is the lessons by john purcell uh have you read it oh i've got it i've got it in my hot little hands and i'm about to interview him so i'll be reading that very soon i loved his last book yeah his, his last book was wild and so is this um uh but uh wild in a different way it's it's set in uh like the the 80s and the 60s there's there's a there's a dual thing going on and um it is about a successful author uh which again is kind of similar to his his last one um but it's also about the loss of innocence youth uh and kind of the the vocation of a writer mm. and is that ever ethically okay <laughs> to mine people's stories um and to uh you know uh, just present moral conundrums to the reader um for for your own profit uh it's is it's just a razor wit jump herself like his yeah, his books is. are very literary very smart but so sharp like really funny i mm. feel like and that's what he did last time. He really, pages, yeah, he really wow. opened the conversation between literary and commercial fiction, which everyone hates opening those cans of worms. But he did it. He did it in his last one. Yeah, there is no can. He is afraid to pry apart. <laughs> uh, I've also just finished um, the new Geraldine Brooks. Uh, that is a stunner. That is going to be a big release um, later in the year. And the title is Horse. Ooh. It is about a horse, and I did not think I could um, be entertained or enjoy a book about horse. I'm not into horses or horse <laughs> racing. Um, but this is a book about um, horses, but also uh, a book about America, about a book about the Civil War and the lead to a book about um, race relations, um, if we want to call it that. Uh, then and now, um, and it's a book about uh, valuing history and art um, and how that can preserve us. It is really intelligent um, and uh, took me by surprise a bit. Um, I was also just had my mind melted by a book uh, by Jennifer Egan called Candy House, which is, she describes it as a sibling novel to um, A Visit from the Goon Squad, oh. uh, which is uh, her pinnacle cult fan favourite novel. Um, and it is about the digital age and authenticity and human life. <laughs> that that just, I am not smart enough to fully um compute that book but boy <laughs> did i enjoy it it is it is like imaginative genius writing that novel that is really something different and i think will be 
a shoe in for say the Pulitzer or even the book along list, that kind of stuff. Um, so watch out for that. Um, uh, Emily St. John Mandel, who was also a kind of American cult writer, she wrote uh, Station Eleven, mm-hmm. uh, which has now been made into a series and is a novel about a pandemic that was written Pre-pandemic. much before our current <laughs> pandemic and the a pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> um, her, her her pandemic turned out much worse. Um, well, we're not finished this one yet, Ben. How society progresses. Yeah, that is, <laughs> that is a really good point. I will, I will hold I'll hold fire on on COVID nineteen or COVID twenty two. Um, but yeah, Emily St. John Mandel. She's kind of written a, a meta novel. <laughs> Uh, where there's a, a famous author who has uh, a pandemic novel and then there's a pandemic, but it's also the future and there's time travel. And this book is, is not just about that. It's about like 15 other different things, but it's also very short. <laughs> so that's just genius and really weird. Um, uh, and... Um, I'll wrap it on about one more thing because I'm just. This is so interesting, and I'm right I'm, now, I'm, I'm hating I'm it though because you're <laughs> adding to my to read list. I'm like, oh no, I need to read that. Oh no, I need to read that. <laughs> Isn't that what you want though? Like that's that's kind the whole of, game, but, Danny. But, but my it's just to more be read and more and more. It is, but my to be read pile is freaking me out. <laughs> well, there can only be one thing done about that, which is either to read it or add to it or both at the same time uh but yeah one one more thing that i would like really ramble about um because it's close to my heart well i've got a couple of things here that are close to my heart but (laughs) this is um my heart is a little wild thing by nigel featherstone beautiful title for a book and a beautiful name for an author um he's an australian he's a lovely guy um he made waves a few years back with a novel called Bodies of Men, um, which was set around the Second World War, uh, but it wasn't a war story. It was a story inspired by war um, and the human connection, I'd say that. Uh, This book is um, contemporary set in Australia and... um, Gosh, it's it's about um, kind of one guy um, finding love, like later in life, and finding um, finding freedom and finding um, or, or at least coming to terms with the cost of sacrifice and of um, loyalty and of love to one's parents um and yeah it's a um it's all set well it's not all set but a a large chunk of the book is set down in the Manara region and it's just got the most vivid beautiful description of place and place is kind of part of the love part of the romance um and you know it's about you know a man who is like um uh, older than I am, which is, you know, pretty old, Danny, um, <laughs> uh, finding, finding um, his sexuality, which is just, and it's just 
tenderly and beautifully written and approached. Um, it just it's about memory and place, tenderness, kindness, um, the the cost of love. It's just all the things. It's a gorgeous book. Wow, I love that, and I love Nigel Featherstone. Um, I spoke to him earlier about Bodies of Men, and we just had this brilliant conversation. And he's not only a great author, but such a great human and conversationalist. So I'm really looking forward to that one too. That's really exciting, Ben. I loved that. I actually could listen to you all night, but you're adding to my to me red list for sure. Now, one thing before um, before we go, can you tell me? Have there been any trends in books since we spoke last? So is there some sort of trend coming through that readers want or readers don't want? Has COVID impacted what we're reading? Okay, well, that's that's a couple of questions. But <laughs> um, I've already mentioned Book Talk. I, I think I can't go five minutes without mentioning Book Talk at the moment. Uh, that is totally a phenomenon and that is something that the international book world is watching very closely uh and that is that is definitely uh a phenomenon that is driving what we are reading uh through or or kind of i'm not going to say coming out of but uh in this phase of the pandemic that we find ourselves in there has been there has been a real taste for fiction um over and above uh, non-fiction or, or at least not as much non-fiction, which has been an interesting um, interesting kind of thing to witness. It's, I, I'm not sure if people are just like not ready to try a diet book or, <laughs> or self-help <laughs> or like they've, they've done enough like self-journeying and self-discovery um, or maybe they just uh, want to escape more. Um, I think we're in a time, I mean, maybe this is me romanticising, but that's kind of what I do 90% of the time anyway. Um, my, my thought is that perhaps, <laughs> perhaps we're, we're in a moment where um, we can't really answer everything with logic. We can't, um, we don't have all of the, um, truth kind of sitting ready at our fingertips. Things that are things are happening that are really a lot bigger than us that are hard to comprehend. Mm. And we turn to um, those engineers of imagination, novelists, to kind of chart a course through our moment uh, to help us expand our minds and imagine our world and how we can relate to one another because god like just the older i get and the more stuff that happens i just i feel like that is a harder thing than i ever comprehended that to be (laughs) right absolutely i love that and i just think you're right you know i'm not surprised with fiction because i think people just want to escape reality for a bit i mean i know i love doing that and i'm, I'm a big fan of crime and crime thrillers and all the subgenres of that and even though they can be quite violent and quite scary and quite mind-bending i still feel like it's an escape from you know the last two years or so of what we've been you know forced through so yeah i think fiction all the way just go get your brain somewhere else for a couple of hours and uh leave it all behind yeah oh certainly that 
Chris Hammer's last novel, which is a standalone, uh, and that's called Treasure and Dirt, right? That yeah. that is that is the most entertaining book I read last year by a long shot. Like I was just in wrapped in that thing. Mm. It is, it is ridiculous I love the setting. and wild and the character names. The yeah, the the town. Oh my yeah. goodness! Amazing. It even has the map of the town in there. Just he does it, man. Yeah. Real good stuff. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more with that. And I loved. I've been out to sort of Lightning Ridge and Opal towns, and it's just an absolutely different world. And so when you read about it, you think, "Wow, that's really cool," because it's like no place you've ever been before. So it's incredible. Ben, I love talking to you. Next time, I think we should schedule about three hours so I can hear about all those books that you are on your list that you want to read and that you've read and you're recommending. So oh, next episode, line that up. Just Only three if I hours get to up. hear about yours too. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll just bore listeners with an extended three-hour version of this episode. But I did. I just I was like settling in going, yes, Ben is telling me about what is coming up and what I need to read. So I really enjoyed it. But I love chatting to you. So thank you so much for coming on again. We will have you on again. And uh, I think we will. I think we might just maybe do a part one, part two kind of Ben Hunter recommendations and we'll just like, we'll go deep. What do you reckon? Oh, don't give me the option. I just, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll take up all of the airwaves. No, you, you talk to so many brilliant people and um, I'm thrilled to be one of, uh, you know, to be counted just in that lineup at all. And I, I'm very thankful for your time tonight. Oh, thanks, Ben. I love chatting to you. So we will chat again and uh, can't wait to catch up with you next time too, so you can add more books to my to-be-read list. Thank you very much for that. <laughs>